The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T dot com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge, sponsored by Edge Boost. Free to enter and $20,000 in Edge Boost deposit, bonus, deposit bonuses up for grabs. Enter today at sportsgillingpodcast.com slash NFL Playoff. Everybody. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joined with our hosts, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? I'm doing good here. The Philadelphia Flyers are an absolute wagon. I was at the game last night, went pretty hard, was off today. So, you know, a little, little groggy, a little, little tired today, but it's all, all in good fun. Right back at it tomorrow, Flyers are. So, uh, yeah, things doing well here in Philadelphia. We got like six inches of snow today after getting a few inches earlier this week. So finally getting snow here for the first time all, all winter. You know, but it, it, it's good good when it snows, but then after a few days, you're, you're just sick of it. Yeah, when it snows here, it turns to slush in like two days. It fucking sucks. <laughs> if, if it's going to snow, just stay frozen so you can actually walk on instead of getting your, your boots all wet. Um, as for myself, yeah, the listeners, you guys probably expect me to come in with like a report in hockey or, or tennis. We'll save that for later, but no, Denver Nuggets they stomped the Boston Celtics 102 to 100. Not really a stomping, but uh, they broke the, the, the Celtics' unblemished home record. That, that was their first home loss, uh, two to one for the Nuggets. A nice little, little change on that, but uh, uh, made up for most of the shitty day in hockey, even not, not a good. I was due for a little bit of a bathing in blood, a bloodbath, and uh, it, it happens tonight in hockey. But uh, whatever, big, big, big slate tomorrow. Lots of tennis coming up, and uh, yeah, go, go Nuggets. It's uh, it's a big step towards um, defending the title. Yeah, no snow here in Toronto, man. But it is chilly as hell with the wind chill and shit. It's like minus twenty one degrees below par. It is insane out there. I'm not leaving my house unless I absolutely have to, and definitely not looking forward to going to work tomorrow. That's gonna be cold as shit. Um, other than that, I'm doing all right. I'm with you. I got rinsed in hockey today. It was a tough go. There was a bunch of overs that went under, a couple unders that went over. We got some shit teams winning. I don't know. Look at right now. We got fucking. What is it? Chicago beating the Islanders, and the Islanders stink, but still, it's like, what, what are we doing here? Losing to that team? That sucks. Um, other than that, doing okay. A little bit going on in the world of golf and stuff like that, too. So I got a couple guys shaking for uh, for this weekend here. Pretty much got all my eggs in Patrick Cantlay's basket at this time, but hopefully that slow-ass guy will come through for me. Fingers crossed. It's been a fun tournament to watch, though, so I'll give it that. Um, other than that, doing good though, yo. So let's keep this rock and rolling here. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. It's a place to be. Tons of stuff in the world of sports. Obviously, we got hockey. You know, what do we got? Like 12 games or something we got to run through today. So that'll be pretty deep. Uh, what else is going on? You know, there's basketball stuff shaking the world of basketball, football. We got playoffs kicking on tomorrow for the, uh, I guess it'd be what, the quarterfinal round. So that'll be pretty sweet. They call um, it the divisional round, even though it doesn't make any sense. 
yeah, that's that's weird, but whatever. <laughs> NFL is always right, so what can you do? Uh, tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, man. You can find all that information at the SGPN website. Be sure to go there, check it out, listen to the other shows. Everyone's doing such a kick-ass job, as always. Uh, and be sure to read the other articles, all the articles. Check out Ryan's fantasy hockey articles that he's pumping out. Uh, what is this call? You guys went live during the Doden match. Who the fuck uh, is Doden? Sharp. Is that he's, he's, it's his girl. It's his French girl. We got that plus two fifty or something like that on her. She, she's up a set and uh, leading in the in the second set. So uh, she, yeah, she hot? yeah, she's 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 pretty live. Uh, she's she's skinny as fuck, but no, no, she's she's sharp. Right on. That's maybe maybe he's right. Maybe we should just stream that instead. Uh, anyway, so be sure to check out all the articles and stuff. Check out Ryan's fantasy hockey articles that he's pumping out weekly. Uh, those are pretty sweet. You can find them at the website. Nice way to get an edge in the dog days of the fantasy hockey season here. Uh, and of course, man, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord's always popping off. It's been pretty lively in there, obviously, with the Australian Open, all the tennis heads rocking and rolling in the hockey channel there. That's awesome to see as long as everybody's having a good time. And you know, I've tailed a couple bets, won a little bit of money from what everybody's saying in there. So it's a good way to kind of boost the bankroll a bit before the hockey games start. Um, so if you're not in the Discord, be sure to get in there. You can reach out to myself or Ryan. We'll point you in the right direction. You can reach out to the HGP Twitter account. Social media assistant producer will get you everywhere you need to go as well uh fuck i don't know or what else you can do is just go get some soggy shoes and go to the soggy shoe dryer place and when you're at the soggy shoe dryer place in vancouver with the rest of the whole goddamn city you'll see our very own joel meyer there and he'll be de-sogging his shoes out you can ask him hey joel how the hell do we get into the discord and that's how he'll tell you yeah, they more specific. There's about a hundred homeless shelters in this city. So <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair. just what you're describing. That's very fair. Yeah, just Discord's been good there. I'll right round the clock with the Australian Open going on. Um, we're also been uh going on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe there on YouTube. Just search for the Hockey Gambling Podcast and uh, subscribe there. Also subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify. Uh, leave us a five star rating and review, and I'll read it at the end of the show. Also, make sure you turn on auto downloads to get the episodes in your feed as soon as they are published. Right on, man. Um, all right, we're going to go through our locked dogs and totals from last show here. Uh, these games took place yesterday on January 18th. Uh, Jolie went, or sorry, Ryan went two and one up 1.55 units. Jolie went two and one up uh, 0.18 units. Uh, I went one and two down 2.20 units. Gilbert, kick us off here, buddy. Yeah, my, my lock was the uh, Lightning minus 142 at home against the Wild. They, they got that one pretty easily. I think it was a 7-3 final there, so that was a good one there. Uh, my dog, Oilers puck line versus Seattle, uh, plus 114. I think they were losing in that one, if I'm not mistaken. I think maybe even possibly 2 nothing. came back and won that one 4-2. So we were able to get that dog there. My total, just a com- complete whiff. Uh, Blues caps under 5.5 at plus 105. Caps scored 5 themselves. Blues added 2, so... Still a uh, two and one plus one point five five units. Uh, can't be mad about that based on how I've been how I've been going here. My lock was the Rangers uh, on the road against the Knights, and the, the keyword there is on the road. Uh, <laughs> I did not factor this into the equation. The good old Vegas flu. Rangers coming off of a win. They are feeling good. They're top of the division. Whatever. They're, they're they're the kings of the world. So what do they do? They they party all night, of course, and they they show up totally flat. They get stomped five to one against the Knights. Uh, yeah, Knights were the much better team in this one. Bad bet there, but uh, a couple of good bets here. Canadian Senators, minus one and a half, uh, plus 136. This was never in doubt, really. Sends just just stopped the Canadians coming off of uh, a win against the Devils. That was a good one. Uh, Leafs Flames over six and a half, minus 122. There should have been like nine goals in this game with all the chances, uh, especially um, in the third period. That I got I got I got to talk about this one with the the stupid fucking review. It took away Connor Zary's goal, the, the the future Calder Trophy winner, 
um, because it was a sick goal wrapped around. It was it was absolutely incredible. Um, but it was called back because it, the, the puck hit a Flames glove, and they reviewed it and they overturned it. it took like five minutes to do it. I hate that shit. But anyway, the, the bet won, so uh, good for me. Gotta just hate those blatant hand passes, eh? Why should that even be a rule? Jeepers creepers. It's fine with the rule. I just hate the review. <laughs> sort of review. It bounced off his glove. It wasn't like he passed it with his, his glove anyway. I don't know. No, you I watched I, it. I know. I agree. It's kind of bullshit. It was a little bit before the play too. So I get what they're doing here, but it's, I don't know. It, it's shaky at best, I guess. And then Keith took a timeout too, like before the puck dropped. Yeah. Just get an extra time to look at it, which I get. That's, <laughs> From a coaching point of view, like it's a oh, good sure. move. Yeah. I do what you take to win. I just hate the there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. A bit of a kick in the pillows there. But yes, it happened. Uh, for myself, I had my lock. LA Kings money line versus Nashville minus 155. I think Nashville won like 2-1 or something like that. Um, I got eyes on this game, dude. I don't know what's up with this Kings team lately. And you know, I I follow and you know converse with a, a, quite a few actually of like, Kings fans on Twitter. And these people are fucking worried, man. Like they're calling for Todd McClellan's head and shit. Like they they do they want to, they want him just right out of here. Uh, Personnel wise, you know, obviously PLD has had a shit season so far. Um, they've been complaining a little bit about goaltending. Everybody still loves Drew Doughty, of course. How can you not? But things are a little ugly over there in Nashville or in LA rather. For my dog, St. Louis Moneyline plus 100 versus Washington. Uh, Cap showed up. I think it was like a 4-1 final or something like that. They kind of seemed to dominate this game here. Pretty shit game, though. And then my total, Arizona-Vancouver under 6.5 and minus 125. Uh, I forget what the final was with this game, but it ended up going under. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If these uh, this ad read document would, would load here, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's currently not loaded. We love them, man. You don't you don't oh, have we love those guys. By now? I don't I don't have this one memorized yet. If it was um oh here we go. We're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. Of course, electrifying. New customers can get bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies, varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, boys. We got a 12-game slate set here for Saturday, January 20th. You ready to rock and roll? Oh, yeah. All right, first game on the docket here. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Buffalo Sabres. Game itself is in Buffalo. Uh, Tampa on the money line, sitting at minus 120. Sabres on the money line at plus 100. The over-unders is 6.5. Overpay not plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, Jolie, why don't you fire off this game for us here? Sure. Yeah, the uh, both teams are playing better lately, uh, especially the Lightning, though. I think that they're, they're, they're putting things together. They're still relying too much on the power play, but you know what? Um, uh, it, it, that's what it takes to win, and then that's what what'll happen. Uh, you just uh, use your your weapons that you have, your best weapons, and uh, they've been using them. So yeah, I like the Lightning here. Our price to to 
too short here. Minus 120, I think that they are are a better team than that against the Sabres team. We were kind of pulling things together a little bit, but uh, still um, disappointing season. And um, no, they're just not in the lightning levels this year. So Vasilevsky is playing better. Kucherov is still one of the best players in the league. He leads the league in points currently. And yeah, give me the lightning here. I love that. Um, Sabres are playing better defensively, so I, I would like the over. But uh, for that reason, I got to stay away. They're, they're, go- they're getting some goaltending too, finally. So no play in the total, but I, I love the Lightning to win this game. Yeah, well, like Joel said there, the, the both teams have been playing better recently. And in the last 10 games, Sabres have the ninth best expected goals, 4%, uh, Tampa Bay at 14. But then, then you look at Buffalo's schedule, uh, coming off back-to-back 3 nothing shutout wins against San Jose and Chicago, kind of bu- buoys that up a bit. Played Ottawa twice in there, Montreal, Columbus, some not great teams here that they were able to just, just rack up the shot attempts against. So, you know, you look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's been playing, you know, mostly uh, competitive hockey here against, you know, decent opponents. Won four in a row, including uh, against the Kings, Devils, and Wild. Ducks thrown in there as well, but they're taking care of business. Uh, um, the, the only thing that worries you is betting the bolts on the road here. 8-12-2 on the road. It's a bit of an issue all season long. But I think going into Buffalo with a team that's, uh, I think Jeff Skinner's out for a while now. Uh, Yogi Harju is Yogi Harju is uh, questionable Saturday. But yeah, I think Tampa, you know, has some injuries of their own with Sergachev out and and, and uh, Cernak questionable. Cernak questionable there, but yeah, minus one twenty is just way too low here. I would even consider the Lightning uh, puck line here plus one ninety five. A, a few straight uh, wins by margin seven three five one in the last two. And the Sabres' most recent losses have all been, uh, you know, by margin. Besides that, one nothing against Vancouver, uh, lost five two, lost five one, four one, nine four, two nothing, five one. So when they lose, they typically lose big. And I could see the Lightning putting up a, a big spot here. So all over Tampa. Yeah, not really much else to add there. You guys touched on it. You know, minus one twenty in Tampa in this game seems a little bit insane. This is a team that we know we all know they struggled out the gate this year. Obviously, lots of injuries uh, help pertaining to that. But they're on a four game heater right now coming into Buffalo. I don't see why they won't be battling hard to extend that to five. Um, Brian touched on it though. Road record has been you know a lot more to be desired. Eight, twelve, and two. Same with division record. Only four, four, and three. Buffalo is seven, five, and one against the division this year. So kind of leaning towards Buffalo when it comes to that side of things. With that being said, obviously I think nobody can argue Tampa's the better team, better goaltending, better forwards, better defense as well. Even with Sergeyev out there. So at minus one twenty here, like I. I feel like this is kind of crazy, so I'm going to be all over Tampa. Uh, as far as over-under goes in this game, uh, Buffalo has been getting better goaltending as of late, You know whether that be from Uka Pekalukanen or whoever else they got playing for them here. I think I'm seeing Uka Pekalukanen starting tomorrow, so we'll see if that ends up happening or not. I'll be keeping an eye on that, but I do like the under in this game, 6.5 at minus 120. Buffalo hasn't really been scoring as much goals this year, uh, 21st in the league for goals for per game. So give me the under, give me the bolts. Uh, okay, moving to the 1 p.m. time slot. We got the Colorado Avalanche against the Philadelphia Flyers. Game itself is in Philly here. Oh, we got a little, a little love battle between you two. You guys got anything special on the board here or no? I mean, just both of our uh, Flyers futures. So, <laughs> yeah, let's get uh, Flyers winning overtime. <laughs> yeah, there everybody yeah. gets a point. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Colorado on the money line at minus 125. Flyers on the money line at plus 105. The over under is at six. Over paying off minus 125. The under plus 105. Rye guy, what do you got? Are you going to this game or no? Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm working. I feel like I'm sorry. I feel like you're so. going to like every Flyers game. I feel like I, I, I have I have the uh, Flyers pass, which is four games a month for hundred bucks. So that, that was That's, last night's game, and then and then Sunday Sunday's game, home game against Ottawa at one o'clock. I will be at that one, but not going to be at this one here. 
Um, I said for the last one, you know, I was taking the bias aside, you know, Dallas probably should have been the bet, but then the Flyers just came out and absolutely dominated the, the Stars. Uh, I think shots in the first period were 15-1. Shots overall were 43-15. It was a close game at, at one point. It was 2-1 in the second period. Uh, going into the third period, it was only 2-1. And then Flyers got a power play goal, got a penalty shot, got that Owen Tippett, Spinorama backhand goal. So, uh, yeah, they're now one five in a row here, and you know, I, I kind of like them here as dogs plus one hundred five. Uh, the Avs are in a tough spot here. Final game of a fifth ga- five game road trip, going to be their uh, fourth game in six nights, going from Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, Boston, now down to Philly. And you know, Flyers just remained at home on a snow day today. Maybe got out there and made some uh, snowmen, maybe snowball fights. But uh, yeah, I think the Flyers are playing the right way right now. I love the John Tortorella for Jack Adams. Hopefully. Uh, you guys got in on that. But yeah, the Flyers, I think, are the real deal deal right now. So yeah, give me a plus 105. Then I'll lean to the, uh, I want to lean to the under six, but I don't know what the uh, goaltending situation is for the Avs. So pass on the total and just a uh, play on the Flyers. Goaltending situation doesn't really matter. I mean, Gorio is playing a little better now, but still, he's, it's, he's, he's nobody to be afraid of. Flyers definitely have the advantage in net. Um, but yeah, if, if it's Eustace Anunin or, um, Prosvitov, I think Prosvitov is out, or he's, he's. I don't know what happened to him actually. I, I saw they sent down an internet. Yeah, I don't know if that was like a paper move for for cap reasons or what. No, because he sucks. And uh, <laughs> given the the young Finnish guy a chance, um, uh, yeah, you, you don't want that guy in net for sure. So I understand uh, wanting to know who's in net for the Avs, even even though Georgiev hasn't been great for most of the season. Um, but yeah, for the game. Uh, yeah, I, I have to take the Flyers here. Why not? I mean, they're 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 hot, they're cooking with gas. Avalanche are reeling after losing uh, Nachushkin. Abs have been they've, they've been pretty hot lately, but most of those games were with Nachushkin, and without him in the lineup, it's it's just the top line. That that's all that they have going. And then to be fair, it's a fucking mighty top line, especially with Makar on the ice behind him, and Devon Taves, who's been hot too. I think he has like eleven goals now. Um, but uh, after that, the Flyers have, have a lot more depth. So I think they can come in waves. We, we saw how the Kraken troubled the Avalanche in the playoffs last year with, with that uh, much superior depth. Knights do the same thing to the Avs. So I like the Flyers here, plus 105. Uh, Avalanche off the uh, off of the uh, the wind of the Sens there. So, yeah, give me, give me, give me the Flyers uh, at home. Keep it rolling. And, uh, I mean, you would think that it correlates with the under, but – it's an avalanche game. You got to go over, especially if it's under six and a half. I don't care if the Flyers are great defensively. They're getting great goaltending. Avalanche games, they just, uh, it's, it's just uh, balls to the wall hockey right now, and they're all going over. So, uh, yeah. And, and McKinnon is on fire. So, uh, yeah, he's, he scored again in the last game. So, yeah, give me the, give me the over and give me the Flyers. Dude, this. This is awesome. This game, I'm just gonna say it right now, because what you have is you have one team that you know when you look at the numbers and stuff, they're absolutely horrendous on the offense, but their defense is probably top five in the league. And on the opposite side, you have a team that's a top five offensive team against a team that's defensive numbers are more around the middle of the pack tier. Like you, you look at the Flyers offensively, they're 24th in the league for goals for their power plays worst in the league. Their shooting percentage is eighth in the league. Like uh, they're they're top in shots on goal though, so they're getting a shitload of shots. And then just defensively, they're a fucking juggernaut, man. And who who can you give that to you that's Tortorella he has his team buying into proper systems as he should as we'd expect from a John Tortorella coach team but more importantly the players are like hell yeah we're gonna do this this is how a team built like us wins 
and clearly they're doing that, man. This this, or this uh, Philadelphia team's been on an absolute heater. What do they got? Five wins in a row going into this game. A lot of the damage they've been doing has been on the road, but they've still been fine at home, I guess, 11-8-2. and two. Um, I don't know. This is a tough game. I got to go with you guys. Though. I think I got to take the Flyers here at plus 105. You know, I, I've been preaching defense, I feel like, all year on this show, and finally when a team does it, how am I going to go against them? So give me Philly. Uh, as far as over-under, I'm with Jolie, though, man. Every time I bet the Avalanche, it seems to go over. It seems like Gorgiev's letting in three or four goals, you know. They still might win, and they still might play good, but just puck seem to be going in a little bit. And even though the Flyers, you know, have a little bit of a tough time putting the biscuit in the basket, uh, they're, they're their team that's on fire right now. Ryan touched on it. I don't typical was sick the other night uh so they're, they're finding ways to get it done so give me the over especially at six and then give me philly plus 105 here i said the last abs game was against the sens i forgot about the uh, the, the boston game and even the boston game went over so that that's kind of the template here seven goals in that one including empty netter but still I, I think that the over was the right play in that one so that's just another reason to uh, go over all right uh, moving down to 3 p.m time slot here we got the winnipeg jets against the ottawa senators uh gentlemen Today it marks the end of an era. Today marks the end of an era. It also, so I got to say, I apologize to the fine folks of Winnipeg, the people of Winnipeg, and to the town of Winnipeg, the city of Winnipeg, the surrounding area, to the province of I, have a, I don't even know where Winnipeg is, Manitoba, I guess, the province of Manitoba. I apologize. I've been giving you guys the gears for three years on the show, and you know what? You don't deserve it. Winnipeg is a beautiful place, especially in the sun, summertime. A lot of mosquitoes. So look out for that. That kind of sucks. But Winnipeg, I'm sorry. With that being said, when one door closes, another one opens. And there is officially a new city. A new city that deserves to be tarred and feathered. To be dragged through the mud and fucking punched in the face at every opportunity. This city, this city is so bad that the fans of this city doesn't even want to cheer for the team. This city is so bad that fucking, they're literally the only city in Ontario that's in an earthquake zone. Even God hates the city is tarnishing that so much. The, the transit system doesn't even exist. All they have is buses, no subway. It's that fucking terrible. Carleton University had the top, the top student suicide rate in 2017 because everyone's just so miserable because it's so cold there. The, the the roads, not only do you have to take the bus all the time, if there's if I had a nickel for every pothole in this city, this team would have had enough to sign Eric Carlson, Eric Carlson in his prime. That's how bad this fucking city is. And that new city is the boring, lame-ass, shit-fucking city of Ottawa. You stink, Sens. Your team fucking sucks. Your people are shit. Uh, your city's boring. What are you going to do? Go to the museum? We'll tell you what. The museums stink. I've been to the War Museum. It's cool. Every other museum you got there sucks. So Ottawa's shit. Unlike Winnipeg, I've actually been to Ottawa, so I can actually have a proper opinion here. Your city sucks. Your people sucks. Everybody that works there works in the government. The shitty thing about people that work in the government, all they do is tell you that they work for the government and want to talk about it. Well, go fuck yourselves. Your city sucks. Your people sucks. Your team sucks. Team doesn't even play in the city. You are shit. So fuck Ottawa. Uh, all right. In this game, we got the Jets minus 142 on the money line. The Sens plus 120 on the money line. The over-unders is six and a half. Over-sitting at plus 100. The under minus 120. This is insane to me. You got to be going with the Jets in this game, uh, especially at minus 142. This team is first place in the Central, for Christ's sakes. A record of 29, 10, and 4. Ottawa's last in the Atlantic by a landslide. Uh, it's tough with having no Mark Shifley. That, that's true. You can't go against that. But Shane Pinto isn't back for Ottawa yet. He's still up because of his gambling charges. Uh, this is a, a Winnipeg team that's 13-4-2 on the road, though, man. They're absolutely sick. Um, 
I'm not sure if we're going to see Connor Hellebuck or Laurent Brassois. Good old Larry Brassois. We love him on this show. Even if it is Larry Brassois, his numbers this year have been absolutely lights out, dude. Uh, 11 starts. He's got a 2.18 goals against average and a .923 save percentage. 7-3-1 record, even with him in net. Uh, they're playing awesome. The defensive system of the Jets are far superior than anything Ottawa can bring to the table here. So I absolutely love Winnipeg at minus 142. Hell, I might even be looking towards Winnipeg on uh, in like a regulation win or something here. Probably find that like minus 110 or plus 100 or something. But yeah, give me, give me the Jets every which way possible. Over, under in this game. Uh, Ottawa has been scoring goals. You know, they got offensive firepower. That's all they do have. But they're just liability on the back end, bro. Nobody gives a shit on the defensive side of the puck here. So, uh, you know, I can see this game going over, even with the strong defensive play that the Jets have had at 6.5 plus 100. Yeah, I don't quite quite get this line. I guess it is because Shifley's out and, and Winnipeg is on the road and the Sens are, you know, over 500 at home, 12 and 11 at home, only 4 and 13 on the road. But the Winnipeg's just been uh, on a... On a, on a Amazing tear over the past two months at this point, not allowing more than three goals in, in a game. Haven't allowed more than two goals in a game since um, December 18th. What's that? That's 15 or uh, 13 games in a row there. Dating back to December 2nd, start of December, they're 17-2-2. Two two. Uh, Ottawa has 16 wins total this season, so Winnipeg just completely outplaying them here. Uh, yeah, I think Ottawa's better than their record showed, but they're they're recent games are only you know they beat montreal they beat san jose they beat buffalo a few weeks ago but they've been losing to even half decent teams and winnipeg is one of the best teams in the league here so love winnipeg minus 142 sprinkle the puck line plus 180 uh i don't see ottawa scoring too many here i see winnipeg getting up you know probably two three nothing and then kind of cruising to maybe like a four one four two type of win so give me winnipeg here and then the under six and a half at minus 120 as a lean Right. I know Shifley's out. That's why the line is depressed. But you know what? You know who's back? Kyle Connor. Um, he didn't he didn't get a point in his first game, but uh, he was active, got some shots in. And yeah, I think that that uh, he'll get back into the flow of things pretty quickly. Give me the Jets here. This number is just too too short here. Um and the Sens, yeah, that they got they got a big win against the Avs and the or the, rather the Canadians, <laughs> but Canadians were in a terrible spot. I don't know if they get too much respect based off that result, but if so, that's not the right reason so give me the jets here um another game where it's like uh, we got an over team versus an under team um jets obviously the under sends the over uh so uh, a six and a half in a jets game though but <laughs> it's a sends game i'm staying away from the total but i would lean to the to the under because i like the jets to win the game and i think that they can uh they can stifle the sends offense the sends offense is, is is really good but that's about the only good thing about this team but uh, I'm not going to play a total. Just give me the Jets money line. I heard the Suns were shopping Chikrin, which is insane considering he was like their big bring in, like what, last year? Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, Jake Sanderson is the best defenseman. Like that that guy is, is like the one bright spot of the Suns season this year. He He's he's unreal. Uh, he's better than Shabbat too. Well, they got too many. We talked about this before. They just got too many offensive cooks on the back end, right? You need people to start playing back end. Another thing about Ottawa, dude, every defenseman they have on their team's left-handed. They don't have a single right-handed shot. Like, that's a problem. You can't have this many guys playing their they're offside and just hoping that it kind of pans out. So they, yeah. they got to they got to get something working on that back end, man. I don't think Jacques Martin is the guy for the job. Fucking no, that's five years old. <laughs> that's a fucking train wreck. All right, I mean, maybe that'll be an off-season show. You guys can just let me absolutely 
fucking tear apart this team for uh, the All-Star break or something. All right, moving down to the 3 p.m. time slot. We got the Nashville Predators against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, game itself is in Arizona. Nashville on the money line at minus 125. Coyotes on the money line at plus 105. The over-under is at 6. Overpaid off minus 102. The under minus 118. This Nashville team has been buzzing lately, dude. They've just been humming around with the puck. Like, uh, even when I watch them, they're a fun team to watch. You know, physical, a lot of running gun offense. It seems like we're getting out of these Preds here. Saros has been, uh, he's been trying to get back alive. He was excellent in that game against the Kings the other night. Um, against uh, against the Coyotes here, who have been uh, hovering in the middle of the pack, currently out of a playoff spot. They're chasing down Nashville, so they got a lot to play for. This is a team that has been good at home, 13-9-0. Um, with all that being said, I'm leaning towards the Preds in here, man. These are grown men playing hockey. Every time I look at them, they're just big old bodies. Then they're fucking mean. So uh, there's a lot to like there, especially from the back end with the likes of Roman Yossi kind of carrying everything as well. He's still a stud even at his age. Um, the road record's good too. It's 12, 8, and 1. The one thing I do want to focus on here, though, the most is just division record, dude. Like the Preds have been lighting up their division 8, 4, and 0 against Arizona 7, 6, and 1. Uh, I, I love Nashville in this game. I love my Yotes. I always love my Yotes, especially at home. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to be taking the Preds here at minus 125. And as far as over under goes in this game, both teams towards the uh, towards the back third of the league when it comes to goals for per game. Both goalies can be successful and steal games for them. So Connor Ingram and UC Saros going head-to-head. I'm going to lead towards the under six and minus 118. I'll be looking for an early goal, though. So if there's like an early goal in the first five minutes and this line moves to like, you know, six and a half on the under, like minus 125 goes up that half goal, uh, I'll definitely be looking for that live. Yeah, I think uh, under six minus one eighteen would would be the the best bet for this one for me. Uh, Connor Ingham's been, been solid pretty much all year long for the Coyotes. Uh, Saros has been up and down for the Preds, but you know he's had three solid starts now after giving up five in back to back games. Uh, Nashville's gone under in uh, I think two or three straight here. Yeah, three straight. Arizona's gone under in two straight, five goals or less in both of those. So. Even if it's five and a half plus money, you know, I still lean that way on, on the under. Um, for a side, uh, yeah, I got to go lean to Nashville here, minus 125, but it is tough betting against the Coyotes at home. 39 0 at home. Like Talon said, Nashville is 12 8 and 1 on the road. So, yeah, Nashville's playing good hockey right now. Won three of their past four against, you know, pretty tough opponents. So I would lean that way and a stronger lean to the under six, minus 118. Yeah, I don't have much to add. Uh, Predators all the way here like this team a lot. Coyotes kind of uh, faltering now, um, but give me the over. I'm going to go against you guys with the total. Uh, I think that the uh, – I like this a lot better if it's going to be Vatchbuck in net, but uh, even with Ingram, um, I don't I don't believe in the Coyotes' defense, but they got a lot of uh, forward pressure and all that. Uh, good power play for both teams. So, yeah, I think we'll see goals in this one. Um, so, yeah, over six, but stronger on the on the Predators' money line. Boy. Um, all right. Uh, we are brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. P2P social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes. Plus tons of other fun social features that give the feel of a betting social network like group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. Cut offers low of vague and fully customizable odds. You can create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things for you as well, so you don't have to chase down anyone for money. I also have rewards. You get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Uh, Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. 
head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. And use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. What's a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. No matter the sport, simply pick higher or lower on your favorite player's fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, moving down to the 7 p.m. time slot here. We have the Montreal Canadiens against the Boston Bruins. Game itself is in Boston. Uh, Montreal on the money lines at two, or sorry, at a plus two forty. Bruins on the money lines at minus two ninety eight. Big home favorites. Bruins on the puck line at minus one and a half. It's paid off minus one fifteen. The over unders at six. Over sitting at minus one twenty five. The under plus one oh five here. Um, you know what? This might be a bit of a bold take, but I'm just gonna come straight without it. Like I kind of like Montreal on the reverse here on the uh, plus one and a half and minus one Oh five. Uh, you look at these teams last couple of games here throughout the season. Obviously the Stens loss was just a shit show when they lost six, two, but beating the devils three, two beating the avalanche four, three losing two to one to the Oilers losing three to two to the flyers uh, winning four to three to the Rangers, like beating the stars, beating the lightning, you know, they lost five to three to the hurricanes, but that was an empty net goal to kind of ruin the puck line here. A lot of these games are, are close. They're one goal games. So this team seems to find themselves in either that or an absolute blowout. Um, but there's been more of those close games than there has uh, the, uh, the the blowouts lately. So I'm going to be looking at the half plus one and a half minus 105. This game is in Boston. So, you know, if it was in Montreal, I would love that play a hell of a lot more. I know we saw this half team going to Boston, I think a few months, weeks ago or November or some shit like that. And they got their ass kicked, but uh, original six battle man martin st louis should have these boys pumped and ready to go after a big upset to uh to rivals like the sentence here playing another rivalry team right after i'm going to be on the, the the habs on the puck line plus one and a half uh then over under in this game oh this is kind of a toughie here i don't know Boston hasn't really been crazy scoring. They're 11th in the league, which is good. Uh, Montembeau has been playing fine. His numbers are actually pretty good. 2.85 goals against average and a .910 save percentage. Uh, yeah, I'll lean towards the under, I guess, here. The under 6, a plus 105. I wish it was 6.5, uh, but either way, it is what it is. And if Boston scores early, and if that Montreal puck line moves to like plus 2.5 for whatever reason, I'll be all over that as well. Yeah, I don't know if the Bruins should necessarily be minus 300 favorites here. You know, they clearly are the better team. They've had three straight wins here. You know, good wins over New Jersey and Colorado, both by three goals. But like you said, Talon, Montreal has been playing some solid hockey. You know, kind of got mixed into the schedule, but bad schedule spot back to back in Ottawa. Got, got beat 6-2 there. Um, but yeah, these, these teams split the meeting so far this season in Montreal. It was 3-2 uh, in overtime. The Habs won and then Boston won 5-2 at home. So I feel like here you either have to go with the Bruins puck line at minus 115 or the the, the bet I'm going to go with here is the draw at plus 425. That seems uh, pretty high here. One of the two games already went to overtime this season. Uh, Montreal has gone to overtime three of their past seven games. Boston gone to overtime four of their past six. You know, that, that four game, uh, you know, three game losing streak and the win in overtime. Montreal has gone to overtime 16 times this season. Most times in the league, Boston 14 tied for third most. I feel like that's probably the best value play is the draw plus 425. Um, and yeah, no, no real strong play on, on the side or total. Just you know, sprinkle the draw and hope you get a uh, overtime game here. Lean to the Habs here. Uh, they've been on it for a while. Bruins are kind of, um, you know, 
living life on the seat of the pants. He needed a passes carrying them much like Kucherov is carrying Tampa. Um, he had a hat trick in the last game against the uh, oh fuck, who was that? Was it the Avalanche game? <laughs> he had a hat trick against uh, whoever they played last. I think it was yeah, the Avalanche game. It was. Yeah. Um, but I don't think uh, that uh, that's quite sustainable. So give me give me the Habs here. I think that they they are uh, up for this rivalry game. They've been a good road team. I know Bruins are awesome at home and all that, but still plus two forty. I think is a little little bit too generous. And uh, I'm with Talon on the on the under six to uh, plus one hundred five. Like the Canadians aren't exactly uh, an offensive juggernaut, and the Bruins certainly aren't either. And both teams are, are capable defensively uh, with, with decent goaltending, especially from the Bruins with the same with net, especially. So, yeah, under six would be my favorite look in this one, but uh, I might sprinkle a little bit on the Habs. Uh, we'll, we'll see where this line goes. All right, moving down to the 7 p.m. time slot here. We have the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Vancouver Canucks. Game itself is in Vancouver here. Uh, Leafs on the money line at plus 110. Canucks on the money line at minus 130. The over-unders is six and a half, overpaying off minus 130. The under plus 110 here. Uh, this is a toughie, bro, for Leafs. You know, the, the sky's falling as what happens in Toronto around this time of the year, every year. Coaches need to be fired. You know, players need to be gone. Uh, everybody sucks. Uh, GM needs to be fired as well. But no, it's, I don't know. This team has been playing like shit. There's been a lot of problems. This team has blown leads in four out of their five past games. Uh, lucky to get that coaches or coaches challenge call last night that we were talking about against Calgary Heroes. So that would have been a tie game with like five minutes left. That could have been a shit show. Um, I don't know. The, the saving grace is that Austin Matthews is just cooking, man. Like, this guy's been an absolute stud. Hattrick last night, he's got, like, 37 goals in, like, 42 games or something crazy like that. That's absolutely insane. Um, so he's got the boys buzzing. Canucks are playing the better hockey. You know, I know they they were really hot out the gate, dropped back a little bit. Well, they've been uh, they've been a much better team as of late. First in the Pacific, they're 7-2-1 and one in their past 10 games here. Uh, home record of 15-4-1. and one. Uh, This is crazy, dude. It pains me to say it. Probably lean in Vancouver, you know, with my brain in this game. Uh, I'll be betting the Leafs, though, because I'm a, I'm a dumb piece of shit. But you should bet the Canucks, I will say that. Um, maybe look for, like, a Sam Lafferty anytime goal scorer or something, because that's just how this works. You know, I hit a I hit a Matthews Kadri goal-scoring play last night. That's Leafs let their old players score on them. It's just what happens, man. Um, so, yeah, I'll be leaning towards Vancouver in this game. And then as far as over-under goes... Kind of leaning towards the over. This is the first time I have a back-to-back for the Leafs here. So I imagine you'll see Martin Jones. Maybe you'll see Samsonov, though. They played Detroit on Sunday. Uh, I imagine you'll probably see Martin Jones in this game. But you, you never know with the way Sheldon Keith's been going. But uh, I think either way, Vancouver, you know, they're first in the league for goals scored per game. And then Toronto finds a way to put the biscuit in the basket themselves. So give me the over and give me the Canucks, but also the Leafs. Yeah, this, this is a tough game. Right? It looks like the Leafs have most of their defensemen back. It looks like it's only Klingberg and, and uh, Muzzin on the injury report here. That's not good, though, bro. I don't know if that, I don't know if that if that means much, though. Based on well, Muzzin's out for the rest of his career. Oh, yeah, no, I know Muzzin's done. I'm just, yeah, look on the injury report. Klingberg's Muzzin, done for the year. Yeah, but they, they got uh, what, what's his, what's his name? Uh, Lilligren's back. Uh, I don't know if McCabe was out. McCabe's back up. He's not a top pair defenseman. Joel celebrating something. I don't know if it is. Shin Ben Zhang, tiebreak winner. Let's go. I, I got stuff to say about that. We'll save it for later, though. Um, you. Keep going. Keep okay. going. But fuck yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think, you know, you, you got to lean to Vancouver here at minus 130. Uh, Talon brought up the home record. Even the overall record, Toronto is 22, 13, and 8. It's 22 wins, 21 losses. Just barely over 500 there. If you just go straight wins and losses, you know, decent win in Calgary there to bounce back from a, a 
uh, uh, quite a few blown leads in a row. I think Vancouver uh, had a tough tough spot coming back home. Beat Arizona 2-1 there on uh, Thursday night. So I lean that way, minus 130 here. Uh, for a total, I, I don't necessarily lean one way or the other. I, I'm like, if it's going to go under, I feel like it's going to be like a like a 4-2 game like the Leafs have lost recently. But I could see it going over like like some Leafs games have gone recently. So passing the total, but a uh, lean to the Canucks. It's Jimmy Rutherford extension day here in Vancouver. That's been all the rage, all the talk shows, all the people talking about how great of a job Jimmy Rutherford has done here in his, uh, you know, um, short time here. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there's been a run of terrible GMs here in Vancouver, so you can understand their excitement when somebody who actually knows what he's doing is around to take the helm. So, yeah, that that's what's been happening. And, yeah, for this game, that, that is, it, it's irrelevant, but I thought I should mention it. Uh, three-year extension uh for this one though i, I like that like the over six and a half minus 130 it, it's a leafs game I, I usually look to the over in those ones and like the canucks are no opponent that i would look otherwise uh way that they play the way their their, their shooting percentage is i know demko's been back to his his early season form lately which is good to see and uh, but still with the, the leafs firepower matthews like when he scores he scores in bunches seemingly like when he even gets a goal he'll get a few more and uh yeah so for that reason I, I think both both teams will score in this one of course the first game i think it was five to two maple Leafs did a good job shutting down the, the canucks top line but we have a different top line now the lot of line so it'll be interesting to see how keith adjusts to that um but uh yeah the best on best there canucks will have the of course the uh the the uh the shift change ad- advantage with with the home ice um so i think that'll work in their favor leading to the canucks with the maple Leafs on the back back uh, I, if the Leafs win this one, I'm going to hammer. Who do they play? The Kraken on Sunday? Detroit. Oh, no, oh. not Detroit. Is it Detroit? That'd no, be Seattle. A fucking... That's what you said. Yeah, it's, no, it's Seattle. Seattle. No, it's I oh, meant to say yeah. Seattle. The, the Lightning are playing Detroit tomorrow. That's what I meant. Yeah, they got Seattle the next game. So. Right. I, I would love. I love. I'll. I'll bet that already. If, if lines are up, uh, bet the Kraken <laughs> on Sunday. But <laughs> I love it even more if the Leafs win this one. Um, yeah, for this one, I, I think the over is the best play. Lean to the Canucks. Uh, they're just playing better hockey right now, and uh, yeah, just, the Leafs are Leafs are desperate and all that. Like, we could see the relief on Sheldon Keefe's face after the uh, win against the Flames. Um, they're they're at dark times there, but they could keep, they could uh, have another desperate performance here and 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 play the best hockey and whatever. But uh, Canucks are just is relentless and consistent, so I'll take them. But uh, stronger playing the over, I think we'll just see goals in a, in a fun fun. Uh, afternoonish matchup here uh, i wish this was on later at night but of course we got the battle of Alberta to pay attention to later on and of course all the all the football damn right um all right moving on to the 7 p.m time slot we got the dallas stars against the new jersey devils game itself is in new jersey here uh dallas on the money line at minus 125 devils on the money line at plus 105 the over under is a six and a half over paying off minus 115 the under minus 105 uh joel what do you got going on in this game dude oh it's a Stars game. I like the over. It's a Devils game. I like the over. It's uh easy, easy bet for me. Over six and a half. Absolutely love this one. Stars are terrible defensively, especially without Mira Hiskinen. I don't know if he's going to be playing this one, but if he is, uh, I don't expect him to be 100%. Uh, and Ryan Ryan will tell you how terrible the Stars were defensively after seeing him get shelled by the Flyers. Oh, um, yeah, Ottinger, though. I- encouraging he's back to his early season form the past couple of games like he was the only reason why the stars were in that one for as long as they were right um 
and and he was the only reason why the the stars shelled the the kings like five to one. The kings were the better team for most of that one, but Ottinger's is playing unreal like he like he did to start the season, which makes me wonder if his injury didn't happen while he was still playing, and that kind of explains uh, his his poor play before he got uh, ruled out and all that. So that 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 could be interesting. Ottinger is currently around thirty to one to win the Vesna. Something to keep an eye on. If he, if he if he really is back to his early season form, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but for this one, I don't I don't expect that to happen because the Devils they still have a decent offense even without their injuries. Timo Myers back. Alexander Holtz got another goal today. He's a he's a young kid who's playing a bit better lately. And the Stars do have a lot of uh, firepower offensively, even though um, totally shut down by the Flash. But the Devils aren't going to shut anyone down. They're playing. Um, John Marino on his offside because they have so many injuries on their defensive side. Like uh, I think it's the, they, they have uh, all these right-handed guys and they're playing on the offside, or it could be vice versa. But either way, they're not playing in their correct position because uh, Brendan Smith is also out now for the Devils. Like it doesn't end <laughs> with these guys' injuries. So I like the Stars here. I love um, coming off that that embarrassment in Philly, and I love the over six and a half. Uh, I think the stars uh, roll this one. I mean, minus one twenty-five. That that's a beauty price against a team that are, are reeling in the Devils. I mean, yeah, they they, they beat the Blue Jackets today, but it was on the back of Vanacek. Like they they don't win that game four to one without Vanacek making um, several crucial stops, and also a, another stupid offside goal that was reviewed and overturned. So, <laughs> yes, stars in the over. Yeah, I love the stars here. Too. I think it's a good good bounce back spot for them. You know, they they went against a, a, a hot Flyers team that's you know running on vibes and has four lines that they can they can go with. I mean, they're it's three plus lines because they're only running eleven forwards even. And you know, I don't necessarily believe in the Devils' offense as as much as Joel does here. It's like looking at their lines, top line to Foley, Heischer, Brat, second line Meyer, McLeod, Mercer, sure, whatever. But like they're not they're not. I mean, the Flyers don't have any star power. They have. You know, four second lines like we talked about with the Kraken a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, so I think back to back here for the Devils is, is even worse. I think they lost five straight on uh, second half back to backs. I when I counted uh, Vancouver, they lost to Anaheim, they lost to San Jose, they lost to Edmonton on back to back. So gonna be bad there. Even though Nico Dawes has been playing decent in net for them, but I think the Stars here minus one twenty five is a is a fantastic price. I can see that moving a lot higher here on, on a back-to-back for new jersey so all over that but i do like the uh under six and a half at minus 105 i'm not a, a believer in the devil's offense as i just said uh they've had four straight unders now they only put up four against columbus there uh, the stars are going to you know, you know lock things down not allow four to three shots again they've also had three straight under games uh so yeah i like the under six and a half but i like the stars even more yeah, I'm kind of with you. Yeah, I like Dallas a lot in this game. Minus 125, obviously, with uh, with the Devils coming off a of back-to-back here. The Stars coming off that terrible performance against the Flyers. What were the shots on that game? It was like 45 to 15 or something crazy. Yeah, like 4 to 3, 15. Yeah. What was after the first period? Is like, what, like 15 to 3 or something? First period is 15-1. The Flyers had a goal and the, and the Stars had one shot. That's the, I think the Stars sick. got their shot like pretty early on, too. Holy shit, that's crazy, dude. Um, but yeah, with Jake Ottinger back, he's been an absolute stud. He was lights out in that game too. Um, so yeah, I'm leaning towards uh, I'm leaning towards Dallas here. You know, their their road record is pretty decent at 12-5 and three. Uh, New Jersey's been kind of shit at home, nine ten and two record here. Um, as far as over under, I'm with Ryan here, man. I really like the under six and a half in this play. You think you think in New Jersey, and like yes, they're scoring and they have a good offense and shit like this. But one of the things that stands out is that their power play has just been so good, dude. It's third in the league, shooting at a 28.3 percent chance. Well, guess what? The Stars are the third best penalty kill in the league at 84.6. 
percent kill rate and they're second in the league when it comes to least amount of penalty minutes per game sitting at 7.5 so that power play that's been doing so much damage for the devils here from an offensive side of things uh, i don't think we're going to see it stand out as much in this game uh and then nico dawes i guess is expected to start vanacek played today so uh 2.71 goals against average 0.916 save percentage kid's been looking all right you know so throw him with ottinger there the six and a half i'll be all over the under minus 105 um all right moving to the 8 p.m time slot we have the washington capitals against the st louis blues game itself is in st louis here uh washington on the money line sitting at minus 102 blues on the money line at minus 118 the over unders at six overpaying off plus 105 the under minus 102 uh we just saw this game same game like two days ago obviously we were talking about it, it as a 5-2 win uh for washington um yeah i don't know dude like i've this is kind of a hard one to predict. Both these teams are just the definition of mid. I guess maybe you lean to the Caps again, although they've been a better home team than they have been at road, and St. Louis has been a better home team than at road as well. So I don't know. If there was a pass game, I guess it would be this one, but maybe give me the Caps minus 102. Uh, and as far as over-under goes in this game, fuck, dude, I hate this. But if you're going to give me the number at six, I guess I'll be leaning towards the over yeah, this is pretty close to a pass game here. You know, I, I guess I would lean to, I would lean to the Caps after beating them five two. They've been playing better recently, four and two in their past six games. Somehow, still in the playoff race there in the East. But the Blues, you know, they're a different team at home for some reason. Thirteen eight and one at home. So I'm not going to put money on either team here. But I, I may take the over six at plus one hundred five. We saw a five two game there. I think it was four two for for a while. Um, so. Yeah, could see an over six, a plus 105, but no real strong play for anything for this game. You locked up the under in the last one, and then then it goes over. Now you you want to you lean to Yeah, the, I, the I, I learned my lesson, Joel. I learned my lesson. <laughs> well, I'm going the other way because, you know, what happens when, when teams play each other? They get familiar with each other, and uh, that, that tends to lead to fewer chances against. So I'll take the under six, minus 125. Uh, the side is basically the, the, the same price as the first game, and I don't think I, I I really had a strong play either way in that one. Um, if you just switch for the home ice advantage, of course. Uh, so yeah, just give me the under six minus one twenty five. I don't like either team's offense, and both teams have at least capable goaltending. So yeah, let's go with the with the real boring game here. Um, I'm not. I don't even like. I said I, I would not watch this game in the first place. So I don't know what happened. I don't know why there were so many goals, but I don't expect it to happen again. I don't expect there to be seven fucking goals in a Capitals Blues game. Just give me the under six minus one twenty five. Um. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's the uh, ad break there. We are brought to you by <laughs> Hall of Fame Bets. Windbringer by Better Smarter. The NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every bet with historical stats and data, and you can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hlbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Uh, start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Um, we're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Fifteen uh, percent off everything in the store now until the end of the month using promo code Playoffs. It's already the nineteenth. Uh, You're going to be the twentieth when you guys listen to this, if not later. So, uh, end of January coming up fast. Make sure you get in those merch orders. Uh, we're competing against other shows for a bonus. 
Uh, shout out Catfish. He tweeted out he, he bought some, yeah. new hoodies, some, some new stuff there. So shout out to him. And yeah, so, so, so support the show, support the boys, buy some merch. You can also uh, support us by subscribing on YouTube, going live there. Uh, got another comment from one of our diehards here, Sharky, saying that he likes the graphic but hates how videos are so our videos are so small now. So I, I might see if we can get some sort of a better overlay here and just have the odds at the bottom. But uh, suck it, suck it up for now, Sharky. It's not the size, Shark. It's how you use look at it. I guess. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, moving on to the 10 p.m. time slot. We have the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Vegas Golden Knights. Game itself is in Vegas here. Uh, Pittsburgh on the money line sit at minus 105. Vegas on the money line at minus 115. The over-unders at 6. Overpaying off minus 115. The under minus 105 here. This is a tough one, dude. Like The Penguins have been playing some awesome hockey. They're 6-2-2 in their last 10. Um, but God damn it, dude. I just looked earlier before the show we were talking about this. and This Vegas home record at 12-5-2. It's fucking wild, man. Like, I don't understand. This team can't be beat at home, even with that piece of shit in that Logan Thompson here, whose numbers are actually pretty good with the 2.63 goals against average and a 0.910 save percentage. But with no Eichel, no Theodore, like, I don't know. I guess I'm going Pittsburgh in this game at minus 105. I don't really love it, but they've just been playing some good hockey. I got some investments in Pittsburgh making playoffs this year, too. So maybe I got to go with my boys here. Um, I don't love that play though, but uh, and as far as over under goes, I guess I'll lean towards the under. This isn't very convincing, but I don't know. Neither team is really barn borders that score goals. I guess they're both tied in seventh, you know, for goals allowed. So that's good defensively, but 19 and 17 for goals for per game. Give me the under six minus 105 and give me uh, Penguins minus 105 on the money line. Yeah, I don't really have a, a strong play for the side here. Uh, you know, I think like Vegas uh, at home, like Talon said, seventeen five and two. Pittsburgh on the road, ten seven and four. So under five hundred, straight up on the money line there. But yeah, they they've been playing good hockey over the past ten games. They're the fourth best expected goals four percent. Uh, Vegas is down there with the tenth worst. They obviously still have those injuries to Eichel. I think Carlson was transferred to LTIR today. Uh, Theodore's out. Um, so yeah, they have, they have these guys just playing up the lineup, and you know maybe they're they're playing well enough to, to stick there. Uh, did have good wins against the Rangers and Preds, but I, I can't back them here. But I do like the under six at minus one hundred five. But Vegas has gone under in quite a few straight games, uh, four or five straight there, and then four straight before that with one five two game there. So I like the under six here at minus one hundred five. Pittsburgh has also been. An under team so far this season. Under is uh, 24, 15, and 3 in their games. They've had back-to-back unders. Uh, four of the past five have gone under, with the one being a 3-3 into overtime. So, uh, yeah, give me Vegas here, uh, or the under here in Vegas, minus 105. And maybe a play on the draw. I could see that happening, you know, interconference game, both teams fighting for a playoff positioning. So that's, that's never a bad look in this type of game. Uh, of course, you know what side I'm going to be on after banging the drum for Penguins for division for the past little bit. Of course, going to back the Penguins here against the fraudulent Gold Knights. Um, uh, I love this Penguins team, the way that they're playing. I think they deserve to have more success in the standings than they do, but don't worry. Process-oriented, not result-oriented. Penguins team playing great. Uh, they're getting excellent goaltending, good defense, despite Eric Carlson being on the team. Uh, which is a miracle in and of itself. Maybe Mike Sullivan deserves some Jack Adams consideration just for Eric Carlson not, not being a total sieve defensively, turning the puck over every other shift like he was in San Jose. 
Um, yeah, so I love the Penguins here as as the the small dogs. Gold Knights, yeah, they, 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 they thrashed the Rangers, but I think the Rangers were, were partying. And I know Sidney Crosby's got these boys fired up. Uh, we're on a mission now. They're not going to be partying. They got they got a job to do. They can go to Vegas in the offseason, uh, maybe after they beat the Golden Knights in the final. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, the, the Penguins here I think are going to win this game. I kind of like the over. I mean, lately both teams are, are playing under games and all that, but uh, I, I don't believe in the Golden Knights goaltending, and I do think that the Penguins offense continues to improve. Um, so I like give me the over, whatever. And one one bit of concern, I, it's kind of alleviated with Kyle Dubas saying they're not going to trade Jake Gensel, but uh, the rumors are swirling. Maybe that's just here in Vancouver because everyone wants him with the connection between uh, Jimmy Rutherford and the Penguins organization, of course. So if, if he goes to Vancouver, I'll deal with it. But uh, otherwise, I hope he stays in, in, in Pittsburgh there for obvious reasons because um, uh, Crosby's not making it to 50 goals without without Jake Gensel. So um, give me the pens here and give me the over. All right, moving down to the 10 p.m. time slot. This is always awesome. We got the Battle of Alberta here. Edmonton Oilers against the Calgary Flames. Game itself is in Calgary here. Edmonton on the money line, sitting at minus 155. Flames on the money line at plus 130. The over-under sitting at 7. Overpaying off plus 110. The under at a minus 130 here. Um, Dude, the Oilers might be the most fun team to watch in the NHL right now. This team is absolutely awesome. They're on a fucking 12-game winning streak, which is just insane. They're scoring goals left, right, and center. Fifth in the league for goal scoring. McDavid is so nasty at hockey, dude. And I don't know if it's just the Leaf game from what I saw, but like when this guy's not scoring, he's he's hitting. He's mucking and grinding. After the whistle, he's in there just you know getting in the scrum a little bit. You know, smell my stinky gloves, all that shit. That's what you want to see out of a player of his caliber. It's almost a little bit like... Not quite like Ovechkin, because when Ovechkin wasn't scoring, he would just absolutely run guys over back in the day. But, like, there's a little bit of that nastiness there. And you know what that is? That, that's give-a-shit level, dude. Uh, this guy cares. And we all know that Settle's always had a nasty side to him, too. Hyman's been a stud. He's not afraid to get in there and back down. Evander Kane. Offensively, like, this is one of the most fun teams to watch in the entire league. Defensively, yes, there's a lot to be desired, but they're getting they're getting goaltending, which helps save everything, man. Stuart Skinner hasn't been scored on more than two times in his past eight games. And I think he has been scored on like more than three times in his past like fucking like 15 or 14 or something crazy like that. It's absolutely insane. This guy's had a full turnaround from where he was. And you know what? That's been like one of the simple underlies where this team's had so much success is they're finally getting somebody that can stop a goddamn puck in the net. Um, I, I love the Oilers in this game. Be minus one fifty-five. Obviously, it'll be a blast. The Battle of Alberta. You never know what's going to happen. You can expect both teams to show up. Uh, Oilers are nine four zero in division games this year, though. Man, they're just absolutely killing it. As far as over under goes, uh, I'm taking the under seven minus one thirty. We know the Oilers can score. We know they go over. But like I just said, you know, Stuart Skinner's been an absolute stud, and Jacob Markstrom's been fantastic too. He is day to day with a lower body injury. I imagine he'll play. I hope so. Who's their back? Vladar's their backup, and he stinks. But if Markstrom's in this game, I love the under so much. He's got nine or 2.59 goals against average, a 0.912 save percentage here. And uh, I don't know. The Flames defensively have been fine. Do you know what the Flames are right now? Like, I know they've been playing some good hockey, but they're kind of like they're like a, a bland penne a la vodka. You know, like you just you want so much more, and then you take a bite of it, and you're just expecting really goodness. And it's not bad, but it's just kind of mid. So I don't know. They've been good lately, but I, I'm going to be all over the Oilers here, and I'm going to be on the under minus one thirty. What did you say yeah. it was? Is that a food? 
Yeah, like a penne a la vodka. You never had a penne a la vodka? No, I no, I have not. It's like a vodka tomato sauce. It's really good if it's done right. right. It's not Indian, so Joel, Joel's never had it. It's not spicy either. So very true. <laughs> East Coast thing. <laughs> Maybe. It's, yeah. I don't I, I don't I don't think so. I, I agree with town for pretty much all we don't have Italians out here, okay? <laughs> but we do have we do have a talent here on the show. There you go. Oh, oh. All right. I love the Oilers here at minus 155. They've uh, been playing uh, great hockey. What, 12 straight wins? And yeah, the, the Jets uh, got got to gotta wa- watch out here. The Oilers have allowed two goals or fewer in 10 straight, uh, three goals or fewer in uh, 13 straight. Only allowed 15 goals in, in 10 wins, 10, 10 wins, 10 games since the uh, holiday break. So they've been playing great defense there. Uh, Stuart Skinner stepped up in net as well. Love the Oilers for minus one fifty-five. Like like the under seven minus one thirty, and I'm gonna take a chance here on the Flames team total under two and a half at plus one forty. Uh, Edmonton has been very stingy defensively as of late. Edmonton won five two in the first battle of Alberta at home last season. Uh, they took two of three, two one and three two. Calgary to take the first meeting four three, but you know Edmonton seems to have their number right now, and this could be. Uh, Calgary going cold again after having a, a four-game winning streak against not great opponents there. Ottawa, Arizona twice, and then a, a shorthanded Vegas team. So love the Oilers here at minus 155 and uh, fade the Flames at under 2.5 plus 140. Can't argue with any of that. Oilers are the best team in the league right now, playing some good hockey. Even when they're they're not playing you know terrific, they're, they're just getting the job done, which is what's encouraging me. For their uh, playoff prospects, um, this is how you win playoff games. We just spoke about this before. They're not just relying on their power play. They're getting goaltending, good defense, all that good stuff that wins you a long series. Yeah, I think that, that that'll uh, bear fruit here against the Flames, who they've they've owned lately in, in this rivalry. So, yeah, give me the Oilers. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we've been on the, the Oilers under train for a little bit, and it, it, it's paid off because, yeah, like I said, they're, they're, not, they're not dominating on the power play. They're... Uh, playing great defensively and all that stuff. So under seven, it, you know, the thing about that battle of Alberta though, they, 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 these games get wacky. We get a lot of penalties. We could get a lot of power plays. So that could definitely, we could definitely see an eight, nine, 10 goal game. But uh, based on the, the way that the oil has been tracking lately, I would lean to the under, although the flames have been terrible defensively lately. They've just been bailed out by some good goaltending, especially from Markstrom. So his health is key for this. So I, uh, Lean to the under, not a strong play. I would, I would bet the the Oilers though. Although minus one fifty five is is getting a little up there, but I'm sure you could find better prices around as of this moment. See, am I crazy? But like, who do the Flames really have on their team that are going to go and like muck and grind? Like Kadri, maybe Tanov, Tan. I think Coleman. Coleman's a grinder. Yeah, I, but like, I don't know. I don't see this great. Yeah, I guess Flames have a right. bunch of guys. Maybe they do have a couple guys. You're right. Rasmus, Rasmus Anderson, I think, has some big hits sometimes. It's just like every time I see them, they, they, they have look, Tanev still, right? You, you yeah, that's him? what we said. But every yeah. time I see them, they they just look like a bunch of pussies. I don't know. I'm sorry, Calgary. Don't don't hate me. I'm sorry, but I don't know. He needs a new Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. No, there is a new one. It's Ottawa. Straight up, it's Ottawa. Yeah. Um. All right, moving down to the 10 p.m. time slot here. We got the Anaheim Ducks against the San Jose Sharks. Game itself is in San Jose. If you're watching this game, you're either like a fan of one of these two teams or you're just, you know, fucking stupid. Like, there's so much other shit going on this night. You got the Battle of Alberta, football game will still be on, Pittsburgh, Vegas, like New York, LA. I don't know why you'd be watching this game, even if you're a fan of these teams. It sucks. 
Uh, anyways, ducks on the money line. I gotta stop. I'm sorry. I gotta stop carving people. Um, ducks on the okay, money. Just, just don't the- carve people with actual actual fans. Teams yes, with actual fans. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. nobody's gonna care about this. Like that's your fair. little rant there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ducks on the money line minus one twenty five. Sharks on the money line plus one hundred five. Over unders at six and a half. Over sitting at plus one hundred five. The under minus one twenty five here. Ah, shit, man. I don't know. Like, uh, the first thing I'm going to say, I-, I love the under in this game, six and a half. It seems like these uh, these California battle games always tend to go under. We saw these guys play each other in November. It was like a 4-1 final, I think, for Anaheim. So the under would have hit in that game. Um, so, yeah, give me the under six and a half minus 125, first of all. Second of all, I don't know, man. This game sucks. Anaheim's on the first night of a back-to-back, if that even matters. Ducks are a better road team, 9-12-0 here. So, Maybe there's something to that. I guess I would have to lean Ducks in this game. Uh, but, yeah, I don't. You know what it is? I feel like the Sharks team is just made up with a bunch of guys that shouldn't be in the NHL. And the Ducks have players that, like, probably would be okay if they had a new home, you know? So, like, maybe the battle of, Cal- you know, California actually means something a bit more to these Anaheim players. So, give me the Ducks minus 125. Give me the under. Yeah, there, there's one factor here into why I like the Sharks at, at plus 105. That is the... Calinetics. Uh, well, uh-huh. no, not talent next. A shark would absolutely destroy a duck if the duck <laughs> waded into waters that, that uh, sharks were in. But uh, Captain Logan Couture is making his uh, long-awaited season debut here for the Sharks. So that's got to be a, a big deal for the boys. They're going to want to get up for, for Couture's first game at home here Saturday night at the Shark Tank. So uh, Sharks plus 105 would be my play for this one. Kind of do agree with the under, but yeah, it was a 4-1 game this season. But last season we saw... Five four six one five four six five. So this these could be some wild games. So not gonna take the total here, but I do like the Sharks at plus one hundred five. That fuels my bet on the Ducks because uh, the rising star theory. We we know about uh, the, the, these guys coming back from long injuries. The rest of the team uh, kind of like takes a, takes a deep breath, be like, "Oh, we're we're saved by the, 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 this this great player. He's going to come save the day." But the Sharks and... don't care about winning. They're just going to rally around trying to win for their captain. No, I don't see that. I I think the Ducks are just a much better team. I know they are they're pretty banged up themselves, but they still have a, a bunch of NHLers, which is more than you could say for the Sharks. Um, yeah, give me give me the Ducks. I think they are a much better team than the Sharks. Uh, I could understand if, if there was a, a bigger number here on the Sharks, but they are too bad to be only taking plus 105. Uh, I like the Ducks, but I like the under even more. We've, we talked about uh, you know, fading human achievement, taking these unders and these terrible teams. Worked out for the Blackhawks game. Sharks came out with it. was a 1-1 at the end of the regulation. Uh, worked out there. Well, it'll work out here again. You know, Talon said that the, the, these games tend to go under, uh, maybe lately, but I remember back in the day, like these games are always mad, but they actually had and The teams were good. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Or even though, even though like not terrible, right? Like, because they, they, they're just like uh, just playing for entertainment to the, the 10 fans in the building, um, especially for the Ducks um, in the last years of Get Slap. But yeah, under six and a half. Now the team has really uh, a lot of weapons. So, and both teams have decent goaltending relative to the rest of the lineup. So, Under six and a half would be my favorite look in this one, but I like the Ducks money line as well. This is also a a draw I'm taking here, plus 360. Three or four meetings last season went to overtime. So neither team wants to get the full two points in this one. They're they're racing to the bottom. Very true. Um, All right, moving down to the 10.30 p.m. time slot. Last game in the docket, we have the New York Rangers against the L.A. Kings. Game itself is in L.A. here. Uh, New York on the money line at minus 105. Kings on the money line at minus 115. Over-unders at six. Oh, my God. 
I'm dying. Overpaid on plus 100, the under minus 120 here. Uh, I talked about it a little bit during our Lock Dogs and Total segment. This Kings franchise seems to be in shambles a little bit, man. They started off so hot. They had that awesome road record. This team's been brutal at home, dude. Seven, eight, and five. Uh, like I said, people are calling for Todd McClellan's head here. They want him out of there. The team system-wise doesn't seem to be playing together. It seems like there's a bit of a, a disrupt within the within the team from a player's point of view as well. Um the Rangers, on the other hand, they've been playing some shit hockey as of late, too. Kind of trying to get things back together, coming off a tough loss into this game. Uh, they've been okay on the road, though. 13-8-2, I will take. I think just the talent-wise, they they got to be the better team, especially with the likes of, you know, Zibanejad, Panarin having an awesome year. We talked about that last show a little bit. Uh, Kreider, you know, this is a guy that's capable of putting in 40 to 50 goals a year, you know, and then defensively, they got some studs as well. Truba, Adam Fox. Um, so yeah, I really like the Rangers in this game at minus 105. Hell, I even like the Rangers in regulation, man. I know that there's a couple losses skewed in between here, but their past five wins have all been in regulation. And I, I think this LA team, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're in shambles right now, man. So sometimes you just fade a good team at a bad part of the year for them. And that's going to be my play. Uh, as far as over under goes in this game here, um, we've been seeing a couple under games from the Kings lately here. Uh, I forget how many in total. Uh, one, two, three, four. So yeah, about like three other past five have gone under. So it's kind of in the middle, I guess. Maybe nothing too crazy, but um, yeah, this seems just been bad at home. So I'm gonna lean towards the under six and minus one twenty. Both goalies had the potential to be well. Like Cam Talbot's had a fine year, two point four four goals against average, point nine one five save percentage. Uh, Shosturkin's numbers have faltered a little bit. They're middle of the pack though, but we know that if he wants to, he can show up any given day. So give me the Rangers uh, and give me the under. Yeah, I don't have any any strong plays for this one, but I, I do lean the Kings way here. Kings had a, had a tough loss at home against Nashville. That was their uh, third game in four nights, coming back from a Easter Eastern Conference road trip there, and then Dallas for for their final one. And, and but the Rangers, nope, they haven't been great recently. They've they uh, lost five of their past seven games. Their only two wins was that back to back against Washington, and then they beat Seattle at home the night after Seattle was in Pittsburgh. So that was a schedule loss. For the Kraken and the Rangers still got outshot in that game. So, you know, the Rangers before that they only beat, beat the Blackhawks. So they haven't been beating good teams recently. The Kings are obviously in a rut. They deserve better than they've they've gotten recently. I don't know if that'll turn around here, but I feel like them minus one fifteen against the Rangers team, that's I feel like also kind of in shambles right now, might be worth it. So uh, a lean to LA here at home. Nah, King Kings and Shambles is being a bit overblown. Yeah, they're not getting the results, but they're playing well. Things will start turning around. They'll just need to uh, start facing fucking chances, get a little bit better goaltending, though that hasn't really been the problem lately. So give me the Kings here. And uh, uh, I want to take the under, but the way that Shesterkin's been playing lately, it's kind of scary taking an under with him in net. Um, if it were Jonathan Quick, or maybe it's Jonathan Quick against his old team. They put him in that here for this one. That'd be cool. Yeah, if, if it's on the quick in that, absolutely, I like the under. And you know what? The line will go up because it, it's a backup in that, so we'll bet the over, and then you'll you go back on the other side, take the under. So that's what I'll be waiting to see what happens in terms of the goalie confirmations. If it's trying to quick in that, I will uh, wait to see where the line goes and then bet the under. But stronger play for now is, is on the Kings here. I think that they are the desperate team. Uh, I think they want this game a lot more, and I think that they're, they're playing better hockey than the results have shown, certainly. That'd be sweet. I didn't even think about that. You think they? I think they should do it. Why the quick's been fine this year. He hasn't been any like worse off than I guess your He's been, been great playing. this year. 
Yeah, it's exactly. Re- Renaissance year. Yeah. Yeah, they should do it. Yeah, uh, yeah Sir Storkin started three games in a row. So hopefully Quick can get in there for, for, for one here. That'd be sweet. Um, all right. Uh, consensus plays, Gilbert. What are we looking at here? Uh, yeah, consensus plays here. We have the Lightning minus 120 uh, in Buffalo. We have the Flyers plus 105 at home against Colorado. We have the Jets minus 142 in Ottawa. Uh, the Stars minus 125 in New Jersey, and then I think Edmonton minus 155. We're all on there uh, in Calgary. Yeah, I like uh, th- that's it. There five, just five uh, money lines for us. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy to think about. So, so just, uh, just parlay them and, and and you'll hit. Yeah, or you'll lose 100%. them all, fade them all. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to our locked dogs and totals. Current standings here: Jolie still in first, up two point seven two units, a record of thirty eight, thirty six and one. Uh, Ryan's in second, record of thirty and forty five, down eighteen point one four units. Myself, uh, thirty one and forty four, record down twenty point twenty six units. This is fucking embarrassing, bro. Uh, you know, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna go first this time. I need there to get go. my shit together here. Um, give me the Jets on the money line versus that terrible fucking city, Ottawa, in that terrible building that's not even in the city against that terrible team. Uh, Winnipeg on the money line, minus 142 here. I think they go in and clean house, even if it is Larry Brassois. We love Larry Brassois on this podcast. Um, for my dog, New York Rangers in regulation, plus 165 versus LA. Uh, we just talked about it here. You know, I think the King, or sorry, the Rangers are the better team here. They've been playing better as well, and LA is in shambles. Uh, five of the past five Rangers wins have all been in regulation. And for my total, uh, Leafs Canucks over six and a half minus one thirty. I'm a little bit scared for this game. I'm gonna say, you know, I'm a, I'm a, little, I'm a little scared, but I think we're gonna see some goals here regardless. And uh, for myself, my lock is the Oilers minus one fifty five at the Flames. Just playing great hockey right now, and I don't think the Flames are necessarily for real. Uh, my dog are, are the Flyers plus 105 at home against the Avalanche. This is an afternoon game. So if they get this win done, I'll be uh, watching that uh, Rangers game in L.A. The Flyers could uh, tie the Rangers for first place in the Metro. Make sure you get on board there. And my total, um, Stars, Devils under 6.5, minus 105. Ottinger's been playing a lot better. I don't really trust the Devils offense. So I could see like a, a low-scoring Dallas win here after an uh, embarrassing showing in Philadelphia. Uh, for myself, going to Lightning Money Line, minus 120. think they're a much better team than the Sabres. Uh, dog, Stars in regulation, plus 125 against the Devils. Devils on the back-to-back, blah, blah, blah. Line will go up, so get this as soon as you can. Uh, and my total, I don't like to bet this, <laughs> two bets in the same game, but I'm going to do it here. Stars, Devils, over six and a half. Going against Ryan, giving him a chance Ooh. to catch up. <laughs> you know, my, yeah, uh, I think that the that, uh, Ottinger's been good lately, but uh, I still believe that Devils are uh, just just brutal defensively. Same with the Stars, especially without Heskin in the lineup. So I think we'll see goals in this one, especially with, with teams on the back-to-back usually are a little bit sloppier defensively. And the Blue Jackets should have scored at least at least two two plus three plus maybe even four goals in the game. Uh, but Vanacek was excellent. So yeah, Stars Devils over six and a half minus one fifteen. Man, I wish this game's line was like exactly seven, and I could just take the push, and then all three of us could be on the same total. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wicked. I, I, I was going to change my total to the uh, Flames team total under, and then I remembered I have the Oilers as my lock, so I'm not gonna not gonna double up there. Mm-hmm. interesting interesting uh all right boys that wraps up anything else you want to add before we uh before we get out of here wow uh time no, was jolie get into it buddy let's go well today was the third third time in street three, three straight days 
I had a girl who was north of a 1,000 favorite. Like the this one is like minus 1,200. Rabakina on Wednesday, one of my girls, the best chance to win the tournament for me. She was minus close to minus 3,000 before the match. Goes to a tie break. 22 to 20. It lasts a half hour, which is the longest in Grand Slam history. I'm up at fucking four in the morning. I only get three hours of sleep, and she loses anyway. So uh, fucking nightmare even before I fall asleep. Uh, that sucked. And then another one the next day, uh, uh, Mira Andreev, another one of mine, a uh, Russian girl. She's only 16 years old. She's uh, she's uh, excellent, excellent little player. Look out for her for the next, uh, I don't know, 10 years. She was up. She was down five to one. So um, to uh, what's her name? Uh, Diane Perry. She had uh, five chances to knock her out, and she 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 stymied them all. Came back, right back, right back, right back. And then she's serving for the set, and then she she gets broken. So oh fuck! And thankfully, Andreva Andreva wins the tie break, and uh, fuck man, that that was nuts. Like she was also like minus eighteen hundred. So I thought that I would lose a minus three thousand and a minus eighteen hundred girl in tie breaks, stupid tie breaks. And, and then tonight during the show, I had uh, Shin Ben Zhang. I guess another Chinese girl, also minus twelve hundred, in another tiebreak to to finish the, uh, the the third set, and thankfully ten to eight, she pulls it off. So it, it's been stressful as fuck. Uh, this woman's tennis man. I don't think that anyone should be deserving of being a minus uh, ten thousand or whatever. Fuck, uh, it, it's too chaotic. It's too random. I, I'm not betting these games individually. These are just girls I got futures on, but it, it's it's still uh, extremely stressful. So. That's your uh, your tennis update in the in the woman's side anyway. The men's side is going well. Yannick Sinner looks absolutely brilliant. Let's go, the Italian German. That was gonna be my question. Like if if you're like betting these individually or like a parlay, or if these are just your your future futures you have. So I'm I'm happy to hear you're not betting minus a thousand. <laughs> no, no, never do that on a woman's tennis match. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Look at that. That's how you know we're learning here, man. We're all learning on the show. Boy, oh my gosh. I like to shout out my cat. He's been being such a good boy this game. Normally, he's not, you know, during the podcast, he gets a little fired up, but he's actually being a really good boy. So, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's wrap this up here. Uh, everybody, go check out the SGPN website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, man. Obviously, we got a massive 12 game slate tomorrow. That'll be sweet. We got some sweet football games going on. Uh, what else? Just basketball. Ryan, anything going on in baseball? Is, is that going yet? Uh, pitchers and catchers around the corner. Uh, we're, we're less than a month away now, so they're, it's actually around the corner. All right, right. On. How are your Phillies yeah. looking? You fired up? They, they haven't really done much yeah. this offseason, but they're 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 still one of the best teams in in the NL. So yeah, well, they'll be good. All right, cool shit, cool titties. Um, that's going on. Tennis, Australian Open, hell yeah, lots of good stuff going on there. NBA, tons of stuff in the world of sports. You can find all that information at the SGPN website. I'm sure to go check that out. Big UFC event, a rumble. Do they call it rumbles? Can you call it a big rumble going on on, on tomorrow night, Saturday night? The Royal Rumble? No? no, maybe not a Royal Rumble, but big old fight. There's going to be a couple greasers versus a couple socias tomorrow downtown Toronto, so that'll be sweet. Everybody have fun with that. I'm sure the uh, MMA Gambling Podcast is going to be all over that, so shout out to boy Jeff Fox. Be sure to listen to it. Uh, go to the website. Uh, listen to the other shows. Read the articles. Check out Ryan's Fantasy Hockey articles that he's pumping out weekly. Those are absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, like I said, it's the dog days of fucking fantasy hockey, man. You're at the halfway point, and it's a grind when you're setting your lineup every goddamn day and injuries, people in the lineup, out of the lineup. So his fantasy articles are a nice way to kind of help out with that um and shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord man discord's popping off everyone's having a good time it's tennis season that's all great so hell yeah enjoy that everybody's 
buzzing, paying off bets and talking hockey too. I'm sure we'll be talking some football in there tomorrow as well. So we got a little bit of everything in the channel, man. So uh, shout out to all our friends and pals in the channel. Uh, shout out to our boy, One Sharp Shark, who admitted that he absolutely loves watching golf and gambling on golf. It's his favorite. You and mean, we, you, we, you can change his avatar. You got the AI machine to create a little image. And beautiful. Uh, he, was a, he was a golfing shark for 12 hours or so. I love that. That's great. You know, a little, little Bryson DeChambeau hat on. That's good for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, and they say you can't golf under the sea. That's very wrong. Um, so shout out to all my friends and pals in the Discord. If you want to get in there, reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Uh, or you can reach out to the HGP Twitter account, social media assistant producer. We'll get you going. He'll point you everywhere you need to be. Um, or what you can do is just start watching some Russian 16-year-old fucking play tennis, baby. And when you're lurking there, just I shouldn't say lurking. That makes it sound creepy. When you're just observing these 16-year-olds playing tennis, you know, chances are you won't be alone because our very own Joel Meyer will be there being like, you know what? I think this kid's got it. And you guys can sit there and you know, start watching and talking about it in those conversations. You'd be like, hey, by the way, how do I get into the Discord? And he'll be like, we'll get you in there. We love talking about 16-year-olds playing tennis. So if you're doing that, he'll help you out. That's how you get into the Discord, baby. Joel, when are you going to get in on this uh, this hoodie? T- Talon has his pink one with the corgis on it. I, 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 got, my, yeah. uh, I got my gray one here, and you just got some some zip-up. Uh, East Van. Okay. East oh, Van. This- does that come with a side of heroin and a rusty spoon? With it? Yeah, check, check. <laughs> check the pockets. Yeah, it comes funny, with a fucking Narcan. <laughs> it's legal here now, right? So you can see yeah. literally like they're 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 carrying out these government issued uh, like junk uh, like meth bombs. Yeah, and yeah. like these medical containers, so you can see. Them. It's, like... <laughs> it's off, but they have Narcan and shit. So if you overdose, you just get a little shot back to life, and you're laughing. You know, they got everything you, you need. Go. As it should be, you know. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't right. help the, the 10 junkies who die a day here, so no, or in, I mean, in the province. But now they have no excuse for dying, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> There's no way. If you do drugs unsafely in East Van, it's your own fault, goddammit. So, I don't know. Whatever. Let's get out of here. All right. My name is Tom Jenkins. You can find me going to go buy some mushrooms illegally because we still can't buy them legally yet. But we still got stories, baby, so maybe I'll be doing that. Hell yeah. You can find me at Twitter at town underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer, and uh, you'll find me in East Van because that's where I live, and that's where I'm repping. Like uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a white gangster, you know. All, all, all the real, all the real, the, the true ones. They always live in the, the East Side. East Side represent. Yeah, you and fucking Mad Child. All right, that's about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Peace. Thank you.